Muse. The Trivia Music Show Of your favorite pop stars What's good everybody? We are back with another episode of Pop Muse The pop music trivia show of your favorite stars And if this is your first time joining us We scour the internet and find less known facts About some of the legends, big names, mega stars Or of course, some cool cats from the international and national stage To fill you in on and let's see if you know as much as you think you know about these icons in music. I'm TJ Reed, and I got Yun Chi with me in the studio, my compadre, my bro from Guangzhou. What's going on, man? <laughs> Why well, mention the Guangzhou all of a sudden today? But <laughs> of course, it's your buddy Yun Chi here. Hope everyone is enjoying. Hey, man. So you have someone special you want to share with us today? Yeah. So my guy today, he is one of the the live kings. So the ones that usually present a very nice live show of concerts, okay. as opposed to the recorded version. Very soulful performance, like uh, John Mayer, David Tao that type okay all right so he's uh the king of improvisation then. yeah because you know, i think for concerts you need a lot of improvisation and i i usually hate musicians that like do the exact same thing as the recorded version you know what's the <laughs> point of like going to the concert right? really okay yeah all right all right well for me today i want to say that i'm probably a little too old for crushes but i think my feelings for this artist could be defined as such so, in addition to being a heartthrob, she's a phenomenal singer, mm -hmm. and I'm really excited to put everybody who's not familiar with her music up on who she is. Okay, I thought Jane Zhang was your crush. <laughs> eh, she's... She's, she's just pretty cool. Decent? She's okay, decent. She's, she's but, decent. But yeah, this person... I th this one is above Jane John's level. Yes. Agreed. <laughs> so as we normally do on this show, we drop our disclaimer here that everything that we find on the show is internet-based and could possibly be inaccurate here and there. So for those of you, so bear with us on some of these facts. If there are any inaccuracies, please feel free to reach out to us and we would love to update it onto the next episode. You probably think you know everything about your favorite stars in music. Well, you might get surprised on Pop News. The trivia music show of your favorite pop stars. Tune into the conversation and discover some fun. Well, I'm not a fan of this person, but you know. <laughs> and shocking details about some of the world's household names in music. So this artist wrote a song about sniping fans that show up to his home unexpected. <laughs> wow. So he's definitely an American singer. <laughs> Check it out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you find your favorite podcast. So... Why don't we get cracking with it, Yun Chi? Hey, let's get going. I'll go ahead and set it off. So fact number one, and this is according to Discover Walks <laughs> and okay. Wikipedia. See what we discover? This artist is from Humble Beginnings. She was born into a family uh, with five children. Okay. Uh, her musical ability was discovered when she was only three years old. Mm -hmm. A young, talented kid. Yeah. A yep. baby, actually. And her father's friend was her first voice coach, and he was an Arhu player. For those who have no idea what an wow. Arhu is, it's like a violin, but yeah. played like vertically. It's like an Oriental, Eastern version of violin. But I think it with only two strings right right yeah. it's only got two strings so you got to get it right and if you don't play it right it sounds like 
you're butchering a chicken. I mean, it sounds really <laughs> like like the kind of funny squeezing chicken, right? Like making funny no- like noises. Like its neck. Yeah, yeah,、okay. something like that. Yeah,、And、it's actually a funny thing that people use erhu to mimic the sound from the horses. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's similar horse sound, the chicken sound. And funny that this instrument has nothing to do with singing, but somehow this guy was able to coach. The artists that we're talking about、okay. today, yeah, it's, it's different from like a instrumental mastery and、right. vocal mastery. Yeah. So、uh, moving on here, she sang in various singing competitions, and her flawlessness won the heart of the judges. I'm not sure if that was because of her age or just、mm-hmm. her singing ability, but she received her first major prize when she sang at an event that I will not illustrate at this time because I don't want anyone to get. Okay. Who I'm talking about? Okay, but at, she sang at an event hosted by the Broadcasting Corporation of China.、Um, after that, she was able to support her family through singing. So she must have struck it really big with this、uh, event. That, does the fact say like how old she was by that time? Uh, it does, but I, I don't want to say. Oh, that's a secret too. Yeah, that's a secret too. <laughs> <laughs> too much secret today. <laughs> so at a relatively young age, I think before she hit her teenage years. Okay. Okay.、It's、very young then. Yes, quite young. Uh, so with her father's support, she was able to quit school and become a professional singer. So this、wow. is before high school. So she again, she was、uh, quite young. I thought that this was quite unusual because here in China, most parents are like really adamant about、yeah. their kids. On this show, we're always talking about how a big emphasis <laughs> on education. Yeah, the parents the- always want their kids to go to school regardless of how talented they are. But for this artist, the dad was like, "Yeah, okay, you could." Yeah, you can call her parents like the visionaries. <laughs> Yeah, you can take care of us. The, the dreamers, <laughs> the dreamers. <laughs> We're gonna move on to fact number two, and this is according to Wikipedia. Her career commenced when she got into television. She became a host of a show, and then began acting in TV dramas. And she did a movie at that time called, and hopefully, hopefully, this isn't something that's going to blow this whole thing. But the film was called "Thank You, Boss." Okay. <laughs> it's a Chinese film. Still,、right? still quiet over here. Yeah, so I it's guess a, it's, a, it's a Chinese film, right? <laughs> yes, it's a Chinese. Yeah, so film. I think most people who know this know this movie. They know the Chinese thing. <laughs> and for people who know English, they wouldn't know what this movie is. So it's not at all not helpful. Not helpful for any language for any language speakers. <laughs> awesome. Let's keep going here. This artist was a polyglot in music. What do you mean by polyglot? A polyglot is someone who can speak numerous languages.、Okay. So she not only sang in Mandarin Chinese, but she sang in Hokkien, if I'm pronouncing that right. Oh, okay. And Cantonese, Japanese, Indonesian, English, and、wow. Italian. So lots of languages. In addition to speaking most of the languages she sung in, she also spoke French and Thai. So I don't know how、What? many languages that is right now. <laughs> sounds like six or seven or eight. Close to ten. Yeah. So to date, her songs have been covered by hundreds of artists all over the world. So yeah, really talented. Yeah. Before you said she could speak Hokkien, I was going to say it sounds still very much like Jane Jiang <laughs> because Jane Jiang was very also very like. Language talented, right, right, right. Yeah, but I think James doesn't speak Hokkien、mm-hmm. <laughs> now.、Mm-hmm. And singing in a language and speaking it, I think, are a little bit different too.、Right? Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It's different. All right, so I think I'm going to give you a little bit more. Yeah. Just another clue that might give you a huge, huge hint on who this is. So for fans out there, wait for it. <laughs> Think you know everything there is to know about your favorite music celebs? 
We'll find out on Pop Muse. The trivia music show of your favorite pop stars. This artist eventually got a record contract and rose to fame after that Thank You Boss movie. And shortly after, she got popular in Japan. She had to sing for the military to atone for it. Back in, you know, back where she's from. Uh, we're going to move on to fact number three. And this is also according to Wikipedia. Uh, by being able to sing in multiple languages at this point, this artist expanded her popularity, obviously, to the rest of Asia. She was known as the soldier's sweetheart because of her frequent performances for servicemen. Earlier, I said that. Oh, she, yeah, that makes sense from the last fact. Most likely because her dad was in the service when she grew up. So when she was growing up, she used to sing a lot for Okay, the it's soldiers. like a scene for the relative. For, for, kind of. Yeah. I guess it could be seen in that way. That's community. She grew up in a martial environment. And I think that for a lot of fans out there, this is probably it. I'm sure they know exactly who I'm referencing right wow. now. Uh, she gave many free concerts throughout most of her career to help less fortunate and raise funds for charities. And the funds collected from her concerts were donated to public welfare. So she got started really young in this um, charity okay. ordeal. Yeah, so giving back cool. to the community. Yeah, yeah. Being socially active. At the zenith of her career, she held large-scale concerts in Hong Kong and Southeast Asia almost every year. And in uh, 1983, she was invited to Caesars Palace in Vegas, which is a pretty prestigious uh, casino. And that concert was met with huge success. Uh, but prior to that, she toured other major U.S. cities like San Francisco, L.A., New York, and even uh, Vancouver, Canada, hmm. and Paris, France. So she's like a global sensation at this time. Yeah, sounds like it. We're going to move on to fact number four. And this is also from Wikipedia. And as I mentioned earlier, she was involved in charity from a really young age. She sang for donations to help the Philippines after uh, an earthquake. And that was around age 15, 16. Wow. Okay. Huh. Uh, the wife of Singaporean president at that time invited her to sing at the National Opera House. And she sang in several concerts there. And she earned uh, funds for scholarships for poor children. She also donated to help build a water tower in Thailand. Pretty random, but also really cool. She was called the Charity Queen in Hong Kong as the youngest person ever to receive that title. Hmm. So, yeah, that's something else that... Uh, I think that name is making this thing superficial than it, than it actually is. <laughs> <laughs> you think so? Huh? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, come on, man. I mean, yeah. she's really young to be doing that. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I feel like people do that later on in life because, A, it helps their career, gives them a certain image, right? And, uh, of course, it's a tax write-off, right? So, it's, you know... It's <laughs> but... I don't well, know. You were taking this to another, <laughs> to a less, to a less noble way. <laughs> right, right. All right, we're gonna move on a little bit more here. So, in terms of romance, her first boyfriend was a Malaysian paper tycoon, hmm. and um, she was eighteen. Um, they'd meet and they would eat snacks at night, and he'd write poems for her. And a uh, five classic, years, yeah. But unfortunately, five years later, her boyfriend died of a heart attack. So she dedicated her song "Goodbye, My Love" to him. Hmm. Yeah, that sounds like a really must be a really heartfelt song. And sounds that like must James have Blunt. been. Was that sounds like James Blunt? <laughs> James Goodbye, Blunt. Goodbye, my lover. You might have covered Goodbye, that from the singer, <laughs> possibly. Right, yeah, because you said those exact words, like "Goodbye, my lover." Yeah, yeah, yeah. From yeah. James Blunt. 
Well, yeah, and I, I mean, I have no idea how old this boyfriend must have been. I mean, there must have been a huge age gap. I don't know, because I mean, most younger people don't yeah, die be, from, pass away like, from a heart attack. So heart attack. I'm not sure. Anyway, yeah. let's 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 just keep it moving. Um, she met Jackie Chan for a while, but due to personality differences, they parted ways but remained friends. Oh, you said it met Jackie Chan a while. You mean they went out? Yeah, it doesn't. The the my sources don't say that they were actually in a relationship. Maybe. They attempted it okay. to try, yeah, and sometimes it just well, doesn't work out. I mean, Jackie seems like a really funny, you know, kind of guy. At least he's famous. <laughs> right. Yeah. A year later, she met a guy, and I can't pronounce his name. Uh, Bu Kwok. Mm. He's a, another Malaysian, a Malaysian businessman and son of a multi-billionaire. So they were engaged in 1982. But get this. She called off the engagement due to prenuptial agreements, which stipulated that she had to quit and sever all ties from the entertainment industry, as well as fully disclose her biography and all of her past relationships in writing. <laughs> it's a pretty strict <laughs> agreement, right, to get married, and and actually she was willing to accept the second and third condition, hmm. according to this source, only to keep the chance to release her own music. But unfortunately, the family declined her request, so she canceled the marriage. That's pretty intense. I mean, I've never heard of a marriage that. I mean, prenups normally indicate money, right? Like, it's usually you know, financial, right? Yeah. Right. But in this situation, it's like, oh yeah, I want to know all the people that you've been with, and I want to know everything about you, your whole entire biography. I want to know about your family and all of this and that, and then we'll make this assessment. And yeah, it doesn't sound like a true like relationship because if you like love someone, you don't you're you're gonna accept who they are or who they were before. Yeah, ideally, yes, ideally, right? But it doesn't sound like it's coming from the guy that she's with. It sounds like his family. Uh, he's part of a multi-billion dollar family. So I guess they have their requirements. And so I guess it must have been a bit too much. Makes sense. I read somewhere that she had one more lover. One more. Yeah, but unfortunately, he passed away in a, in a plane crash. Oh, that's tragic. Yeah, pretty tragic there. But anyway, moving on, she eventually met a French photographer in France, and they dated for five years, and they got engaged. And this guy was twenty, at least twenty years younger than she was. Okay,、yeah. so it's not just a man that are like into <laughs> partners that are substantially younger than them, because like that's the kind of like stereotype of people. No. I read about men. Right, right. <laughs> no, I've read that、um, at this point she had already, you know, she dated the billionaire, and then there was Jackie Chan, and a lot of people looked at her as this,、um, but just someone who's really famous.、Mm. And so, at this point, she was interested in just being with someone who wanted to see her just as a woman and wasn't necessarily. Looking at her fame, I think for people in her state status, it's very difficult. I don't think yeah. that because when you're famous, when you're super rich, where you have a lot of power,、mm. uh, you're gonna have just you're gonna get swarmed by all the suitors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So、hmm. this is a really、uh, big fact、yeah. here. All right, we're gonna move on to fact number five. Yunchi, how are you doing over here? Do you have any clue what's going on? Like who? The, the first two facts they're kind of like sounding familiar, but then the, as it goes, it's starting to taking a detour, and、uh, <laughs> I'm not sure where this is going. But we still have a few more facts, right? You got one more fact. Okay,、All、let's、right? see how that goes. All right, so fact number five. 
This artist, as I mentioned, got engaged to a French photographer after five years, but it was only a month before her passing. Mm. This artist unfortunately passed away due to severe asthma while on holiday in Chiang Mai in Thailand. According to Billboard, her passing caused a unified sense of loss all over Asia. Her funeral was highly broadcast all over television and 200,000 people showed up to say farewell at her gravesite. Uh, she recorded more than 1,500 songs in her career. According to a report published by Billboard in May 1995, her 25 albums during the last 26 years of her career sold over 22 million legitimate copies worldwide. And 10 million of those units were sold in Japan alone. So, yeah, she was really big in, in Japanese media. Uh, in 1983, she released her most critically acclaimed album, and it's called The Light Exquisite Feeling, hmm. which sets 12 poems from the Tang and Song dynasties into music. Oh, pointing for the pronunciation. <laughs> the correction. <laughs> Tang and Song. No, Song. Wow, that's a very good pronunciation there. Song. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Yuji. And this album blended modern and traditional styles into the framework so it became her first album to include entirely new songs without any covers hmm. so and the most popular single from the album was wishing we last forever wow so yeah it's uh unfortunate that this artist is not with us in uh, 1986 time magazine named her as one of the seven greatest female singers in the world in 2007, she was inducted into the Popular Music Hall of Fame at the Koga Masao Music Museum in Japan. Hopefully I got that pronunciation right. <laughs> <laughs> Making her the only non-Japanese national to do so in history. Her fans nicknamed her Little Dung because she had the same family name as Deng Xiaoping, the leader right. at the time. That was so... <laughs> you're that depriving was a huge, the, huge hint Yeah, there. you're depriving the, the, the joy <laughs> of me guessing the name. <laughs> so, we've reached the end of my facts here. And uh, Yunchi, I think I just went ahead and dropped that last clue there. Yeah. So, why don't you tell me what gave it away for you? Actually, nothing gave me away. <laughs> because... <laughs> I would say the majority of those like detailed facts don't ring a bell to me. I'm wow. just uh, I'm just guessing this based off like she's definitely a global sensation, right? Right. And she, I vaguely remember a person from like the the past generation, mm. a female singer that's quite linguistically. Uh, Talented, okay. Like how you describe her speaking, singing in almost ten different languages, right? Something like that. And I also personally know TJ quite likes certain female celebrities, so, <laughs> so I'm gonna say this one. Nothing to do with the last single fact about the surname. Really? <laughs> so, okay. <laughs> yeah, but I'm gonna go with this is definitely uh, Teresa Tan or Deng. Wait, what was her Chinese name? <laughs> you forgot. Deng Lijun. Deng Lijun. All right, well, let's go ahead and listen to the judges. Let's hear what the judges have to say. I see their smiles. <laughs> Congratulations, bro. Teresa Tung or Deng Lijun. Lijun. Teresa Tung is a singer, actress, musician, and philanthropist. Referred to by some as Asia's eternal queen of pop, Teresa Tung became a cultural icon for her contributions in Mando Pop, giving birth to the phrase, whenever there are Chinese people, there is the music of Teresa Tung. With a career spanning almost 30 years, 
she established herself as a dominant and influential force in Asia throughout most of her career, including East Asia, Southeast Asia, and to some extent, South Asia. She's often hailed as Asia's first pop superstar and by some as the pioneer of contemporary Chinese pop music. And I got a couple of tracks that I would like to share from this amazing singer. First up, I got the song that really brought her to the scene. It's actually a cover from a very traditional Chinese song and it's called The Moon Represents My Heart. That's right. And that will be followed by Sweet as Honey or Tian Mimi. Check it out.
That was Sweet as Honey or Tian Mimi by Teresa Tung. Yeah, Sweet as Honey. I think that's a perfect title for this song because when you see some of her pictures and you see her smile, it's it's actually very sweet. Agreed. I think she has the brightest smile. Oh, yeah, one yeah. of the brightest smiles in the world, <laughs> <laughs> to be more objective. All right, man. So who do you have for us today? Yeah, so remember, this guy is one of the best live kings for um, for the concerts performances, and he's also very good at a certain instrument, which will be a secret for now, because I've learned my lesson from the last episode with Alicia Keys, <laughs> because I'm <laughs> I told you about the piano too soon, and okay. there was a dead giveaway. All right, all right. And today I'm gonna go with his stories with uh, this reverse chronologically. Okay. Uh, so things more recent. So you're gonna mix things up a bit. Yeah, things more recent. You're not gonna reasoned. start from his origins. You're gonna start. Yeah, because from... I found one 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 fact from his like family history might be a giveaway. So I'm gonna save that for the last. <laughs> okay. And we're gonna start with yeah the recent facts. This one is according to Billboard. This artist's first top ten hit on the Billboard was in 2008. Mm. Uh, the song peaked at number six and eventually spent 76 weeks on the Hot 100. And that actually set a record for because it's longer than any other song in the 50-year history of Billboard. What? Until that record was broken by Imagine Dragon with a song in 2014, Radioactive. Any other song? I haven't heard of that one. So. No? Yeah, okay, now on. now I'm a little bit afraid. Now I'm freaking out because... Oh, no, don't worry. I, I, I know for sure you know this musician. <laughs> 
Yeah, but yeah, so it's a. Uh, I don't know, Yunji. You've you, <laughs> you've led me on before, man. I'm gonna restore your faith in me this time. All right. Okay. So the next year, the 2009 Grammy Awards, this artist, so that song from this artist was nominated for the Song of the Year. Uh, just a nomination and the best male pop vocal performance. Okay, it's a shame. I think eventually he didn't win those two awards, but that song is still a song that most people associate him with. Like when you talk about that guy, like when you talk about Adele, it's never mind. I've got like that kind of like signature <laughs> song, right? <laughs> so this artist lives a health conscious lifestyle. And it, and he also says that he eats mostly raw vegan foods. I know TJ is a. I don't know if you guys know, but TJ is a vegan too. But I think TJ <laughs> is not up to this level yet. No, not yet. Raw vegan foods. Raw. You, what is raw vegan? I'm. I'm. I'm sorry. I, I think I should know what this is, but I'm not familiar with it what a raw vegan is. It doesn't specify here, but from what it sounds like, I think it's like chewing grass or not chewing grass, but like a. Eating vegetables before, like completely uncooked. So he grazes in fields like cattle, huh? Yeah, like chewing grass. <laughs> I think that kind of opens my horizon. I think that's I, a, just a different title for vegan. I think vegan is vegan, but some people like to throw words on there like raw or super or amazing vegan. Or, super and amazing, they are descriptive words, but raw, I think it sounds specific. They, they do eat stuff that's raw. Mm-hmm. And then compared to meat, I think maybe vegan foods are okay to eat raw. But it's better than eating raw meat, right? <laughs> With blood and everything, right? Yeah, I, I guess so. Yeah, so this vegan artist, he's also an investor at a vegan restaurant in Los Angeles. And interestingly, he owns a five and a half acre avocado farm in Oceanside, California. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's TJ's dream because I know TJ pictures <laughs> his retirement life as someone growing a farm, living with a garden, right? With grass and hemp. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know about the hemp part, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, so now let's move on to the next one. <laughs> this is according to numerous sources. As you can imagine, because a lot of vegetarians are actually quite socially active, so is this artist. During his early tours, he often encourages his fans to drop off foods at local food banks okay. when they arrive at the venue, which I think is pretty amazing. Yeah, I've never heard of that before. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, this is, this is according to his friend David. His friend David? <laughs> Is that a reliable source? Uh, yeah, he told me in confidence. I know a friend of a celebrity. <laughs> okay. No, I just read off Wikipedia. Come on. All right. Yeah, and he also performed once in Myanmar to raise awareness about human trafficking. And mm. that made him the first foreign artist to play an open-air concert in Myanmar. Oh, wow. This okay. is according to Huffington Post. And according to Billboard, one of his songs was actually inspired by a blessing he received from a Buddhist monk during a trip in Myanmar. And these two incidents actually happened to be in the same year, 2012. So I think it's the same trip. Wow. All right. A blessing. I wonder what that blessing was. I think there's a procedure for, for Christians... A baptizing. Baptism. A Buddhist baptism? I've never heard of that. I instantly think about blessing, like bless. And two years ago, this artist also announced that he would donate all the profits from his seventh album 
to the Black Lives Matter movement. Okay. And other organizations working toward equality and justice. So I'm assuming he's a black musician. Well, interestingly, he. How about we save that for later? About <laughs> <laughs> come on, I already almost gave it away. Sounds like not. Yeah, he's he's actually not. He's actually not. <laughs> okay. No, but that which actually makes this action even more noble, isn't it?、Mm. Right, and that was according to CNN. And last but not least, in 2008, he performed at a concert for a Nobel Prize awarding ceremony in Oslo. I think it's pronounced Oslo. Yeah. Sorry if I mispronounced that. From Norway. Right. Well, right. I think that's pretty amazing because you normally don't picture a Nobel Prize giving ceremony with a concert. No, I don't think so. With an orchestra and everything. Yeah, yeah.、It、must be really cold. I'm in Norway, so. <laughs> <laughs> you.、Uh, what does This have to do anything with that without music topic? Come on, <laughs> yeah. But I think it's a big certification for someone that's socially active to play on a Nobel Prize giving ceremony. Well, yeah, I think you're kind of a shoe end to get the award if you're performing there. So I don't know, it's kind of cool. Yeah, and by the way, that's according to CBS News. And now let's move on to talk about his music style. That's、right. according to Richmond Magazine. This artist's first single was a mid-tempo song. Okay, and that song was sent to radio stations, but received very minimal airplay, and that led to his label to reconsider their strategy for this artist. And later, they took a new approach with a more upbeat song from this artist, and it became his first top 40 single on the Billboard Hot 100.、Mm. So you can picture like this artist is also now known for this more like a upbeat. Like faster tracks. Wow, I'm completely lost. I have no idea who you're talking about. Yeah, I、now. guess this is a bit of a generic. Yeah, everything that I've heard so far doesn't really connect as a person.、Uh, that's or why, as the music, I、I'm, I don't know yeah, anything. That's why we've saved the family part for the last fact. Okay. <laughs> okay. This artist is of Czech and Slovak descent. Oh, okay. That helps me <laughs> because TJ has a lot of friends from <laughs> from that community. <laughs> and okay, check this out. His surname in Czech、mm-hmm. means yeah, frost. I don't know, know Czech, so <laughs> that's not going to help me either. <laughs> yeah, I know we run a very、for、popular. All the fans out there who know Czech, I think this、yes. is a huge clue for you. But yes,、uh, yes, yeah, I, TJ here is clueless. I know we run a popular show here, but I also doubt if we have a lot of fan base from <laughs> from Czech. So. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, this artist, his father was a postal worker, and his mother was the vice president of a branch of Bank of America. Okay, a postal worker father and a banker. Yeah, you said that already. Mother I, still not ringing any bells. Yeah,、else. I'm no, I'm I'm just a repeat. I'm I'm repeating this to to emphasize it's kind of like a an odd combination. Yeah, no yeah. music background, so I guess he just kind of went off on his own here. That's right, and okay. So one thing you need to know about this artist that he was very active during high school, and he was a、okay. member of the cheerleading squad, the school chorus, and drama club. He was a cheerleader. Yeah, cheerleader. <laughs> What about that? That's、uh, not normally the sport or activity that most. 
I don't know, straight guys played when I was in school. Oh, is it? Yeah, yeah. I thought the based on the American TV yeah, show that I watched, baseball, wrestling, you know, this type of thing, but cheerleading. Huh. Yeah, I think you're、okay. you're thinking about the cheerleaders that are in skirts, but but that's normally. I mean, when I was in school, that's <laughs> all that was wearing. Those were only ones that were yeah. But the cheerleaders that I see on TV nowadays, like、uh-huh. there there has to be or there have to be these guys kind of throwing the ladies. On top of their shoulder, standing—I mean, standing on top of their shoulder. Yeah, the girl. And I think that kind of role can only be done by like a, a man that's more muscular. No, has, there know, were、power. girls that did that when I was in high school. Like a, a girl throwing another girl on top of her shoulder or yeah, hat. They would stand on top of each each other's shoulders. So、oh. yeah, I mean, but you're right. These days, a lot of guys are getting involved in cheerleading. Yeah. So this might be helpful for some listeners or even TJ. During college, he just suddenly took a road trip、mm-hmm. and went all the way down to San Diego. Okay. On the West Coast, and that's actually where he became famous. Actually, after he moved to San Diego, he actually took some odd jobs, including being a roadie for the band、oh. for a band called Elgin Park. Okay, wow. All right, so he <laughs> yeah, he sounds he sounds like a hipster, like a kind of yeah. I mean, he got enrolled into college and just took a road trip and never came back. That's that's yeah, pretty. Follow, <laughs> it's pretty epic. <laughs> follow your heart. Yeah, yeah. He also credits an early girlfriend as one of the influences that drove him into songwriting. So I'm talking about a singer-songwriter,、mm. and she encouraged him to write his thoughts on paper, which helped him to, and I'm quoting him, to get all the voices in my head to shut up. Yeah, again, that's also quite generic. I think most musicians are inspired by some <laughs> past relationship, right? Okay, so、uh, all right, so yeah, this guy, his parents are not into music. He, a girlfriend inspired him to get. Into that's right、uh, music as well. Okay, and now we're gonna talk about the instrument that he's good at. Okay, okay hopefully that's gonna help TJ to figure out this person. When he attended a music academy in New York City, a friend gave him a gu- guitar that was about to be thrown away, and he learned to play and write his own music. Okay, so he's a guitarist, right? right. Yunchi, I I feel like、um, this is another episode of at the end. Gonna, I'm not gonna know who this guy is, <laughs> <laughs> just like the last time. Oh, that's such a shame. Yeah, I、uh, let me. Okay, let me see. The signature song from him that I mentioned from the first fact、mm-hmm. that helped him to be nominated for the 2009 Grammy Awards. The the name of the song says "Someone Belongs to Someone." Someone belongs to someone. Like、uh, maybe,、uh, like he is hers, or you are mine, or re- the reverse version, the backwards version of of you are mine. Okay. <laughs> that means I'm basically spoon feeding you this. Oh really? Okay, you call that spoon feeding? <laughs> hey, come okay, on! Got、yeah. it. <laughs> It's purely gr- grammatically the reverse version of you are of you are mine. <laughs> I mean, if I'm you, glad that Yunchi is enjoying this. If you have a basic <laughs> understanding, understanding of English, <laughs> okay, all right. I'm um, I, I think I have a a bit of clue, a little clue, but not nothing, nothing stern, nothing solid. Okay, okay. Let's 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 keep going. Yeah, we already end, but I have one last, oh, and I know it's not gonna be help. Maybe gonna maybe gonna be helpful. Come on, okay, let's <laughs> check it out. So this musician, he is five feet nine tall. <laughs> That's five foot nine inches. Okay, so he's five nine. Where's this guy from? He's from America. He's, he's East okay, Coast. So he's American. 
East Coast. Yeah. East Coast. Okay. And uh, his style of music is like what? He plays the guitar, but. Plays guitar and uh, with a lot of impromptu improvisation on okay. his concerts. Does his uh, vocals unique in terms of his singing? Does he have a certain technique or style or no? Not that I not that I know of. Like a unique.、Uh, he's probably not an amazing vocalist, but like an average singer. But it's usually it's quite soulful his performance. <laughs> I、okay. think that's the description I would go, and his signature song. <laughs> and I think if you know, have a basic understanding in English, you would already know the name of that song that I just gave you, right? <laughs> well, I hope our listeners out there have an idea of who Yunchi is hinting at. I have a very a slither of a of an yeah, idea. Yeah, I have to say very, a lot of these very... facts are too anecdotal. Yeah, that's pretty much I've got.、Uh, that's all you got. Yeah, it's quite a, it's a difficult balance here. There are some other facts, but that would be just too obvious. Too obvious, huh? So, what do you think? Ah,、uh, man, you really don't make it easy for me in this seat. Yeah,、uh, I, I blame I blame this guy <laughs> because he doesn't have that many <laughs> like the 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 facts that that sit on this ba- perfect balance between、okay. yeah between between lame mysterious and, <laughs> and obvious. All right. Well, the only real fact that stood out to me was that、uh, well, you said he was a guitarist. Yes. And he's not black. You said that he's、uh, he supported the Black Lives Matter, but he's not black. So that's right. Oh, that's so, a good clue. So for, he's yeah, uh, to start with a guitarist. He's shorter. And we've all already eliminated John Mayer. Right, and you also said that he. It, the title of his song is the opposite of、uh, <laughs> your、uh, your mind. Your mind. So that was kind of like <laughs> that was kind of、um, a dead giveaway. Kind of like the dead giveaway, but it's、I、a bit of a, like you, a twister. It's a bit of a thinker. I gave you a dead giveaway for our our previous singer, and I think you just kind of returned the favor here. So,、uh, with all of what you told me, if I had to guess who this person is, I would say maybe、hmm. Jason Mraz. Okay, so let's hear what the judges say. That's right. Congratulations, yeah, TJ. You've got it right. That's, that's what's up. <laughs> This artist is Jason Mraz, and of course his Mraz. Uh, uh, Justin Mraz, <laughs> of course. Okay, and of course his signature song is the backwards of "You're Mine," which、right. is "I'm Yours." And I hate it when people only know this song from him. <laughs> and I mean, I mean, in a way that this song has been just played too much. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. Which makes this song a little bit. Uh, a little bit of annoying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they they played it out too much. Yeah, they played it out, and then yeah,、um, he definitely got... has more cool tracks. He does have another one、uh, where he sang with this singer, and I can't pronounce her name, but it's like, "Do you hear me?" All、oh, right, the、I'm、romantic song. Da 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 da. Right, right. Lucky London. Right. That's the chorus. Okay, but for people who don't know who Jason Mraz is, which it might be just a few. He is an American guitarist, singer, and songwriter, two Grammy Award winner, and his music style, from the rhythmic feeling to his use of nylon string guitars, has been heavily influenced by Brazilian music. Hmm. Hmm. Okay, like a bossa nova.、Okay. Yeah, I kind of feel. I don't really hear that in his music, but I kind of、uh, feel、okay. a bit of like a reggae, reggae, like reggae, reggae. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of feel a bit of a 
reggae vibe from that song. I'm yours. Uh, yeah, I guess so because it yeah, has a dun, it has a beachy sound to it. That kind of like a rhythm. To me, that doesn't sound reggae-ish. It just it has a it's a ukulele kind of sound, like a maybe Hawaiian, but not necessarily reggae. Yeah, but. I know what you. I know what you. I know what you're getting at. Yeah, but from our previous conversation, you know, you can tell for sure that I'm not gonna play. I'm yours from <laughs> Justin Ross today. Okay. Yeah, and uh, the, he had an album called "We Sing, We Dance, We Still Think." I think that's the one where that was I'm probably yours, his most famous album. I'm yours came from. I think most of the songs on that album were pretty. But good. But my personal favorite, and also the first one I'm gonna play today, is a song called "I Won't Give Up." Okay. Okay, and that will be followed by. By the song that he played on the Nobel Prize concert <laughs> in Oslo, Norway. Yes,、huh? the cold place, freezing in the on yeah, the stage, singing the song called "A Beautiful Mess." Oh, beautiful mess! I know that song. All right. Well, before we hear that, we're gonna go ahead and end this episode with、Yuchi. a beautiful ending. <laughs> Yunchi was a wonderful. It was a beautiful episode indeed,、yeah. and we like to thank <laughs> not all- messy at all. <laughs> Not、We'd like, like to thank、song. our listeners out there for joining us for another episode, and be sure to tune in next time for another wacky exchange. Because we won't give up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm TJ Reed, and it's Rinchi here. Take it easy, folks. We'll see you next time. Check it out. In the night sky, or a beautiful sunrise, well, there's so much they hold, and just like them old stars, I see that you've come so far to be right where you are. How old is your soul? Well, I won't give up on us, even if the skies get rough. I'm giving you all my love. I'm still looking up, and when you're needing your space. Do some navigating. I'll be here patiently waiting to see what you find. Even the stars they burn. Someone who walks away so easily. I'm here to stay and make the difference that I can make. 
Our differences, they do a lot to teach us how to use the tools and gifts we got here. We got a lot at stake. And in the end, you're still my friend. At least we did intend for us to work. We didn't break, we didn't burn. We had to learn how to bend without the world caving in. I had to learn what I got and what I'm not and who I am. I won't give up all us, even if the skies get rough. I'm giving you all my love. I'm still looking up, still looking up. Well, Your mind is rather reckless. Well, I guess it just suggests that this is just what happiness is. And what a beautiful mess this is. It's like we're picking up trash in dresses. But I like being submerged in your contradictions, dear. Here we are. Here we And probably have to do with your insecurities. There's no shame in being crazy. 
Depending on how you take these words, I'm paraphrasing this relationship we're staging. And what a beautiful mess this is. It's like picking up trash in the dresses. Guess when the only answer is yes.